Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Monday, loaded and ready to roll. What a weekend. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening or watching, thanks for making us part of your day. Well, the AFC may be better than the NFC, right? We think that. But Dallas and San Francisco, J-Mac, obliterated team. Just, just rolled. Cincy, Kansas City didn't look very good, so... We go into this whole offseason saying AFC here, NFC there. Two best teams I saw were Dallas and San Francisco. I largely agree. Um, I think Daniel Jones just got sacked again. I'm not sure, but a monitor is coming up. Something Daniel Jones is hurt. Something's going on in New York. All right. One hour from now where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, plenty of both. Well, Dallas felt like older, bigger kids walking into the backyard of younger, smaller kids and picking fights and winning all of them last night. So Daniel Jones is a highly paid average quarterback with a really great offensive coach. Not a big fan of Daniel Jones, but I figured he'd take another step forward. Instead, he took a giant step back. His best game last year was against Minnesota, the worst defense I saw all last year, and statistically really bad. He mostly beat up on bad teams. And we saw it again last night. If you rush Daniel Jones, if you hit Daniel Jones, if you speed the tempo up with Daniel Jones, there's nothing Saquon Barkley and Brian Dayball can do. Uh, I don't want to overreact. New York Giants' O-line is really young. It will get better. 
But Dallas's defense go to the last three games. It's just too much. Daniel Jones can't. He can't do anything. Dallas is too fast. They rush Daniel Jones. His last three games against the Cowboys, he completes fifty six percent of his throws. His passer rating is sixty one. If you wanted to, you could go back to his last five or six games against the Eagles. The numbers are similar. So I thought he would take another step with Brian Dable. He's at home. Saquon's healthy, and that was embarrassing. You know, we always talk, you don't want to take too much from week one because nobody plays their starters in the preseason anymore. And so Kansas City's offense looked bad. Cincinnati's offense with Joe Burrow looked terrible. And the Giants' O-line was overwhelmed. It may not be everything, but Dallas wouldn't lose to the Giants 40-0. Plus, that defense allows Dak to stay out of the way. They don't have to dial up tough stuff for Dak, and that's the advantage. It is when you have a Niners defense or a Steelers defense or a or a Dallas defense, you don't have to ask too much. And I think San Francisco and Dallas, defensively, just the speed, the range, the ability to cover multiple spots puts enormous pressure on a quarterback. So Dak, early in his career, had a great O-line in a run game, and everybody fell in love with Dak. We've talked about this before. He's not going to carry any team. He needs help. Early in his career, the help was on offense. Well, now the best coach on the Cowboys staff is Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. Micah Parsons is arguably the best pass rusher, one of them in the NFL. So now Dak has a big assist from the defense. But Dak has largely remained the same a game manager with some mobility, great leadership qualities, got lots of intangibles, easy to like, but this team's going to be about this defense. They that was that was San Francisco and Dallas defenses were going into the backyard of somebody else picking on them and winning all the fights. Uh, and again, I don't want to overreact, but if you take Daniel Jones, he just does not have enough talent, and we've seen it in recent games against the Eagles and the Cowboys in division. He just doesn't have the talent. When you speed the game up, put pressure on him, there's nothing he can do. The Dallas defense against the Giants last night, seven sacks, a pick six, two picks, five forced fumbles, just absolutely overwhelmed. And after the game, two of the stars for the Cowboys were asked if they made a statement. That's for y'all to write, you know. The only thing we do is go out there and play the game, you know. So if y'all feel like the statement was made, go ahead and put that mug on, you know, the front page, big letters, you know, bold letters, um, you know. But I definitely feel like we did our job, you know, to the maximum of our ability and uh, feel like we can still learn and get better from it. With the turnovers, the relentlessness, the effort by all 11, even the guys that came in in that fourth quarter and uh, helped finish the shutout, I mean, all across the board, I think everyone's locked in and committed to this team. I think we're making a statement, which I've been trying to make. We're the best defense in the National Football League. Well, they look the part week one. Whether they are, they're going to face much better teams and much better quarterbacks. Um, but in that moment, last night, you can say, don't overreact. But do you think the Giants could beat the Cowboys 40-0? Not with Daniel Jones. They couldn't. So it was something uh, it gives you a sense of, I, I think it was a reality check. Again, Daniel Jones, last three starts against a very fast, aggressive Cowboy defense with a great coordinator, Dan Quinn. He's awful in all of them. Home, away, he's awful. You can go back and look at the last four or five games against the Eagles. He's completely, utterly overwhelmed. When you have to blame other people for your star quarterback or a quarterback you appear you want to believe is a star, you get the Giants. 
that Daniel Jones is not bailing them out of that game last night. Mahomes may have lost that game. Burrow could have lost that game. 40 nothing is something. Well, it's such an advantage in this league, Packers-Bears. And I said I wanted to watch this. I didn't think it would be beautiful, and it wasn't. But I wanted to figure out who's got a franchise quarterback. Feels like Green Bay does. But it's such an advantage if you're a young, inexperienced quarterback to have an offensive coach over a defensive coach. And God, wasn't this another example? Jordan Love, I don't think, is great. But he scored on his first drive, the first drive of the second half, the second possession in the second half, a very clever 50-yard creative screenplay between the O-line and the run game and the offensive coaching and sensibility. Jordan Love looked comfortable. He didn't feel rushed. They had a game plan. He had support. It doesn't matter what the industry is. Young people who are trying to find themselves they need patience. They need a hug. They need support. We saw Sean McVay save Jared Goff. We've seen Mike McDaniel take Tua to a place I never thought he'd reach. Juxtapose that with Justin Fields' defensive-minded Chicago tough culture, 85 Bears and Matt Eberflus. Every time I watch the Bears, it's like, hey, Justin, go save us. Go make a great play. Frenetic, out of control very reliant on running around. Running around, as broadcaster uh, Greg Olson said, should be a complimentary piece to Justin Fields, a complimentary piece to an athletic quarterback like Josh Allen. It can't be your go-to. It can't be your fastball. you got to sit in that pocket. Jordan Love, though, watching yesterday, has been taught. You know, I feel like NFL football for a quarterback is calculus. And calculus is always easier for a young student if, if he has a great tutor. And Jordan Love has a great tutor to teach him what he's looking at. Justin Fields doesn't, and he's on his own. And that's what the Bears offense looks like. But that's Chicago's history. They've never had a great quarterback. They've never had an all-time great receiver. They're still bragging about the 85 Bears. That's the toughness, the city. We work hard, we kick butt. And I love that. But Green Bay is built to make the quarterback, even, even missing Christian Watson, it felt like Jordan Love, three or four different people had his back. The offensive coach, the run game, the O-line. So even missing his star receiver, he looked totally comfortable with rookie tight ends. Romeo Dobbs, he looked comfortable on the road as an underdog. Justin Fields never looks comfortable. And I believe Justin Fields has more natural ability. I think he's got a better arm. I think he's a better athlete. But it's calculus, man. It's always easier with a tutor. Here's Matt LaFleur after a really nice win for Green Bay. I couldn't be more proud for, of, of just his performance, his poise. There's a, there's a big-time belief in that locker room for Jordan Love. And I think uh, the guys, they're going to rally around him. They're excited for him. They, they love him. They respect him. He comes to work every day. Great attitude, great energy. Um, and I, I think you saw that today. Go look at many of the young quarterbacks in this league who are struggling and what's their coach. Kenny Pickett, defensive coach, can't figure the O-line out. 
We'll talk about that later. I mean, I swear, how many years does Mike Tomlin get to fix that O-line? Move off that offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett regressed. He looked lost. Brock Purdy had an offensive coach. And it matters. Tom Brady jokes about Bill Belichick not even really understanding the terminology in offense. But when I watched Jordan Love yesterday, I didn't see like a star. But what I saw is a kid that's got size, moves pretty well. Um, you know, he missed on a couple of throws. I, I don't feel like I'm watching the next, you know, great quarterback in the NFL. But if you got two quarterbacks and they both have some talent, boy, it helps with a tutor. I mean, it really does. And, you know, we talked about this in the preseason. His first two games, he dropped back to pass 18 times. No rushes. He never felt pressure once. Such an advantage. Bears offense to me, just like, look, it's YouTube. Go make a play. Go be great. If you spliced it and edited it up, you'd find five or six plays, and you're like, that's amazing. But when you watch it, the pacing, the tempo, I'm not blaming Justin Fields solely. I don't think he sees the field particularly well yet. He's still young. It takes a while. I mean, Mahomes admits year three when the light went on and he saw the field. and So things will slow down for Justin Fields, but he's not getting a lot of help. And one of his teammates has decided he doesn't like football anymore. I uh, don't even need to name him, but some of that was bad. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources thank you to our friends at panini america the official trading cards and nfts of the 2024 colin coward show panini america delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after nfl nba fifa and wnba trading cards whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. 
Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You can feel the pressure building in Denver, can't you? I saw a study last week, and you've heard the saying, opposites attract. But over the course of 20 years, they did a study, I think it was a 20-year study, that opposites may initially attract, but couples, people, relationships that have 80 to 90% of things in common last. Attract and last are two different things. And eventually, the people with things in common are attracted. Because they like each other. This is what I worry about Denver. Not losing, but Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are different people. I know both. I know Sean better, but I know both. Sean is raw, upfront, critical, intense, urgent. Russell tends to be more uh, optimistic and polished. And that's fine. But they're different people. I mean, they are different personalities. And that's why losing is trouble, especially as a home favorite in September. So there are so many, and I want to add this. I got nothing against Russell. I don't know if he's washed. I don't think he is. But there are so many great young quarterbacks in their prime. I'm paying you $48 million a year starting next year, which is going to limit what I can surround Russell Wilson with. You got to give me some special. Yesterday, I just saw efficient, a bunch of underneath stuff. The passing chart, they didn't throw the ball down the field. Russell was 27 to 34, but only 177 yards. No pop, nothing over the top. You're not going to win a Super Bowl if every drive has to be 11 yards, 11 plays. You're just not going to be. I need special. Sean Payton could go get somebody for 28 that's efficient. You got to have pop when you start paying 45, 48, 52. There was a great example, 6.30 left, fourth quarter, big series, trailing 17-16, give Russell the ball, Sean Payton, he got pretty good protection, and it was a three and out. They got pretty good protection yesterday, the Denver, and they had an efficient run game. Now, Jerry Judy does return, maybe in week three or four, but they had decent protection, that's what the data says, they rushed for almost 100 yards. There's some talent on that field. They'll get Judy back. They will help. But I just saw a lot of checkdowns. I saw a lot of short passes. Now, Russell moved better than he did last year, but he didn't really run. That's part of it. And, And, you know, again, I don't buy that he's washed, but I do now buy that he's just very efficient. That contract starts next year. This thing's not lasting two years if you're losing home games to the Raiders. Now, Denver's early schedule is manageable and workable, and I'm sure, you know, they'll find their footing. But remember, they played Russell more than other starting quarterbacks in that league. Remember the first game? I think he had like four series. Like, they played him. They wanted to work things out. 
So they got pretty good protection. They had a pretty good run game. They were playing a bad defense. They were at home. They're a favorite. And all I got was efficient. That's 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 all I got. And these guys, Russell and Sean, are different cats. Each their own person. And, and opposites may attract, but they don't last. And the only way they avoid turbulence is W's. You win Brady and Belichick won. They never had dinner in 20 years. Tom Brady said that. They never had dinner. Opposite personalities, right? Like one is everybody. Tom walks into a room. He's a light. He's energy. Big group of friends. Belichick's grumpy, right? Like he's very private. That's fine. Both are fine. But what got those guys through their differences, winning a lot. The first game of the year to the last. Here's Sean Payton after the really, really difficult loss. We didn't make enough plays. Um, there'll be some things, and I just told our team, there'll be some things we like that we see on this film, and then there'll be some other things we've got to correct. I thought the penalties were a tick high for us. That's going to hurt us. I thought we defended the run well. Um, kind of go from there. For the record, I know I've always liked him more than everybody else. Jimmy Garoppolo was pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying, gets rid of the ball accurately, gets rid of the ball fast. He's okay. That's a tough place to play. Week one, Denver from the desert, just, you know, 5,000 feet. Denver historically very good in September at home. Sean Payton, a good coach. I'm just saying, Jimmy G was Jimmy GQ. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Brock Purdy yesterday was not just better than Kenny Pickett. They're both second-year quarterbacks. He was substantially better. The seventh-round quarterback was substantially better than the first-round quarterback. So you can say Brock Purdy, he's a system quarterback, but you still have to be good in the system. So he's obviously very good on schemed plays, getting the ball to Debo or Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. He's obviously good at that. But he does give you an occasional moment of dynamic when you dial it up. So, And don't tell me the Steelers don't have weapons. The Steelers' tight end is excellent. Deontay Johnson and uh, uh, George Pickens are excellent. Uh, they've got uh, Warren and uh, Najee Harris are more than serviceable. Do not tell me the Steelers don't have offensive talent. Between tight end and wide receiver, that is way better than the league average. Um, the O-line and the offensive coordinator, Mike Tomlin tends to be a loyal guy. The Steelers tend to be a nice, loyal franchise. Maybe it's time to make a move with the O.C. But Kenny Pickett looked panicked and out of sorts. Uh, Brock Purdy looked comfortable, perfect fit. One has an offensive coach. One has a defensive coach. So I thought Brock Purdy was accurate. He didn't play hero ball, which young quarterbacks can do. Very few mistakes. And then when you need him to make a play once a half, twice a half, he can do it. And again, it's a first-round quarterback against the seventh-round quarterback. And I don't think there was any question that the San Francisco apparently found a Renoir at the thrift store because Brock Purdy looks really, really comfortable. His feet the way he views the field, he never panics, he moves well enough. He didn't have a huge arm. I, I said he was capable and coachable last week. He looks better than that to me. So yesterday when offensive coaches faced defensive coaches, the offensive coaches went 4-1. and one. 
So nothing is everything, but everything is something. The offensive coaches, 4-1 and one when they face defensive coaching. And I thought no game looked like that more than San Francisco and Pittsburgh. They're both second-year quarterbacks. But Brock Purdy, the seventh rounder on the road, both faced good defenses. Facing Pittsburgh's defense, it's like Jordan Love. Looked comfortable. Looked like there was a plan. He looked like he had support. He never panicked. Kenny Pickett has regressed. Now, again, I'm not saying the Niners' defense isn't stacked, but Kyle Shanahan talked about Brock Purdy's return. Brock's pretty steady. Um, Brock, you don't see much different um, each day. He's a very faith-based person. I think that gives him his foundation as much as anyone I've been around. Um, He's taken this whole offseason as good as you can with a quarterback being injured. I mean, I think today was six months ago to where he had that big surgery, and He's done everything he can to come back, and he handles the pressure well and really doesn't change. I think that's why the guys love him, and I think that's why he'll continue to get better. I think that was the second most surprising game of the day to me. I mean, I didn't think the Giants would lose 40 nothing, but, you know, Dallas has, you know, Dallas can win games. They win a lot of games with Dak. But this one was number two on my surprise list. To go in there and have the seventh-round quarterback who had elbow surgery on the road facing an NFL franchise that I think Pittsburgh's led in the NFL in sacks like three out of the last four years or something, and to just manipulate that defense. Offensive coach against defensive coach. Stuff matters. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Giants losing to Dallas uh, was not the most shocking game of the day, nor San Francisco pummeling. Uh, the Steelers. No, it was the Rams without Cooper Cup going up to Seattle and completely hammering a team that Pete Carroll last year got into the playoffs and reportedly had a great camp. It wasn't close. The Rams had 334 yards passing to rookies, no Cooper Cup, and a guy named Tutu Atwell, who we thought was a bust. And the Rams' defense is basically Aaron Donald and a bunch of kids Geno Smith couldn't find anybody. So the two things that are really clear. When you get Matt Stafford healthy and time to throw, he's a top six, seven guy on the planet. He's really good. And that Sean McVay is just a tremendous teacher. Uh, The Rams scored on every second half drive on the road with no Cooper Cup. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, field goal. That's insane. They had one three and out all day, and they didn't even know. They got a left tackle playing right guard. Uh, their center, I thought, was their backup center. Um, and this, their offense was humming. So you ask yourself today, you don't want to overreact, but was Geno Smith last year just lightning in a bottle? You know, He could not find open people. He struggled. Seattle had one first down the entire second half. Both their tackles, by the way, now are both hurt. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, and the Rams' defensive personnel, they basically just drafted defensive guys all over the draft. Uh, young, fast, 
twitchy. Now it's it's week one. They'll get exposed by more powerful offenses. They play San Francisco coming up. That that could be a bit of a mismatch. But I mean, I I watch this game, and I have Seahawks uh, friends in my family. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I mean, the Rams defense was considered bottom of the league, bottom three or four team, played out of their minds. And again. You know, we forget how good Stafford was the Super Bowl year. Then last year, got beat up, sat out, Rams rest him. Um, They do not think it's a complete rebuild. They think it's a remodel. That's what they're calling it this year's a remodel. But uh, I maybe this is who they are, and maybe this is who Seattle is. But they scored on every second half drive with I, what, what can only be termed as a offensive line that's a bit makeshift and needs to be addressed next year. They addressed it this year. The year before, it needs to be addressed again next year. Andrew Whitworth leaving has left a hole they'll probably never replace. He's so great. But here's Pete Carroll trying to explain it after. We weren't on it. We didn't convert, and we didn't get get the ball moving. And we didn't run the ball. We didn't do anything. We did nothing in the second half. And uh, we were trying, and we were calling the stuff, and we had things that we thought we could do, and it, it, we weren't able to get it done. Yeah, it just, wow. Again, both Seattle tackles are hurt. So, um, you know, I've said this before, whether it's college or pro football, a great indicator that you have the right coach is not winning 12 games first year. Does he get his side of the ball right? What McVay got to the Rams, he got the offense figured out first year. Jared Goff bust to very good. Uh, Lincoln Riley, USC. Yeah, the defense isn't good. He's an offensive guy. He solved the offense in four months. Mike McDaniel has made this offense absolutely the best Tua can possibly be. Tua's not hyper-athletic. He's pretty small. He gets hurt. He didn't have a huge arm. Um, You can see when you watch Miami, you can see the coaching. It's clever. It's multiple. It's shifty. It's deceptive offensively. It's really clever. And you can see Mike McDaniel's situational coaching. On the other side, Brandon Staley is a defensive coach. He now has the most expensive defensive roster in the league, a Bosa on the edge. He's a defensive coach, yet the Chargers defense is a mess again this year. And by the way, the Chargers played more man coverage in week one than any team, and they were facing Tyreek Hill. What are you doing? Yeah, man up, Tyreek Hill. The Chargers don't even have great corners. When you're facing Tyreek Hill, roll over coverage, do something. So it's really interesting. I thought yesterday was a coaching mismatch. Mike McDaniel is getting everything out of Tua. And you can just see it when you watch television. I don't have to be in a headset. But since Staley has arrived as a defensive coach, with a Bosa on the edge, a Khalil Mack. They've spent money on defense. They have the fourth worst scoring defense in the league, the sixth worst yardage defense in the league, and the third worst defense in the league on third down. If you watched that game yesterday and you watched them last year, no team in the league gives up more third and 10 first downs than the Chargers. So Staley can't get his side of the ball right. That is a huge warning sign. You know, remember when Brian Flores took the job with the Miami Dolphins years ago? He and Tua didn't get along. But he, that Dolphins defense and special teams were great by week eight. And they didn't have great personnel. So Brian Flores mastered his side of the ball. Eight games. 
without a lot of great players. So when you're a defensive coach, you have the most expensive defensive roster, you got a Bosa on the edge, and you have a quarterback and an O-line that gives your defense ample time to rest, you can't look like that. Now, Miami's explosive. Um, you'll face most offenses won't look like that. But I got to tell you, Mike McDaniel is one of those coaches, Kyle Shanahan, you know, his mentor is another one. When you watch the Niners and you watch the Dolphins, you can see the coaching. I mean, I'm not a huge Tua guy, but this is the very best Tua in the National Football League. The coaching is sensational. Here's Mike after. He is tough-minded enough and accountable enough that he puts probably even more than he should on his own shoulders. So with that relentless approach and then that consistent understanding of, you know, who you have to be on a day-to-day basis if you want to be a a big-time quarterback on a big-time team, which I know is the way he looks at it, then the cost is real. He's as coachable as any player that I've ever been around in my life. And I'm not sure there's a team in the league that's more fun to watch than the Miami Dolphins. But again, the Chargers have a very good O-line run game and quarterback. What does that mean? It gives the defense ample time to rest. This is not an exhausted defense of the Chargers. They have a defensive coach. It's the most expensive defense in the league. You can't be giving up third and tens, third and twelves. You can't intercept the ball in the end zone and then your players run out of the end zone. That's just not communicating with players. And Brandon Staley can be a bit condescending to media. I think that is starting to wear people out with that organization. I don't know. I watched that game on television, and I'm like, situationally, and props to Vic Fangio, his defense, he's not a big believer in the blitz. But at the end of the game, Vic Fangio dialed up, you know, two major blitzes, and the Chargers just weren't prepared. They just weren't prepared to block it. That's coaching. You're not going to expect that. So, uh, that, and, I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from Miami's players or the quarterback, but when I watched that game, that was a coaching mismatch. Situationally, it was a major coaching mismatch. Staley is a defensive guy. Their defense stinks. And it's not like he didn't have anything to work with. He's had Khalil Mack. He's got a Bosa. I mean, they have their, they had a rookie who had a big play yesterday. They, they've drafted well. Got to be better. Just got to be better. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. 
Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, here we go. Where Colin was right. I said the Eagles offense would pull back, and sure enough... It looked like an offense missing a great coordinator who left the Colts. Last year, they averaged almost 400 yards a game. Yesterday, 250. They just did not have a lot of big plays. They looked off. In fact, Mac Jones had a 91 passer rating. Jalen Hurts had an 89 passer rating. And there's way more talent on the Eagles offense than the New England offense. Uh, mostly they settled for field goals. And here's Nick Sirianni after the win. You know, yeah, second thought, if I, you know, if I had to do it over again right now, I would say, yeah, I, I would have played the starters one or two drives in the, in the preseason. But, you know, next year will be a, a new thing um, with new situations and new um, – you know, new, new everything. So I'm not worrying about that right now. I just got in my notes to think about right now, though. All right, W. Where Colin was wrong. First time ever, 0-5 opening week, blazing five. I stunk. I still like my Colts pick. I thought I had that one. But to sum it up, I took the Giants plus three and a half, and they got beat 40 nothing. <laughs> so a big, ugly swing and a miss. I'm going to have to overcome that. To get to 500. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming with a fastball next week. Where Colin was right. I said Jordan Love, I don't think is special. But he's going to have more support when he faces the Bears. And that's what he had. He had a better O-line, a better game plan, a better run game. He missed some throws, but I thought he had some really easy reads. I loved this screen across the field. That was just, again, that's what you get with Matt LaFleur and an offensive coach. He doesn't have to do all the lifting. And I had said, Jordan Love, whether he wins or loses, I don't think he's a star, but he'll have the easier lift on Sunday, and he did. Where Colin was wrong. I called San Francisco's Brock Purdy capable and coachable. He may be more than that. 111 passer rating on the road, week one, offseason with elbow surgery against this defense, 220 yards, 
Two touchdowns, no picks. I thought he looked great. And he's just athletic enough. When you need him to dial up something dynamic, he can do it. He looked significantly more comfortable than Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh. I mean, let's be honest about it. If you didn't know he was a seventh-round pick, he was dealing. I mean, he was dealing. The kid was throwing strikes. There's an example. He's athletic enough to run, but smart enough to know he's not a great runner. Pulls it in. I was wrong on that. Where Colin was right. I have been one of the few Jimmy Garoppolo defenders on this planet. And yesterday he goes to Denver, 107.9 passer rating. He's accurate. 77% of his passes completed. I know he's not special, but Jimmy Garoppolo is a grown-up. If you give him adequate protection with the weapons they have and a, a decent run game, you can win a lot of games and do a lot worse in this league than Jimmy Garoppolo. Big win. I thought he looked good yesterday. Where Colin was wrong. I don't know what to make of the Rams. They don't have Cooper Cup. Tutu Atwell I thought was a bust, a wasted second-round pick. He had 119 yards. Puka Nakua, young receiver rookie, 119 yards and 10 catches. Now, I know Stafford's good. Look at some of Stafford's throws are just, good Lord, does he have a gun. The O-line was strong. I thought it was going to be trouble. It was the whole camp. It was a mishmash. It does show you how great McVay, and I love that play call there. And when Stafford is healthy and with time, Matt Stafford can flat out deal. And he did yesterday. Look at this throw. He can, he can sling it. Where Colin was right. Anthony Richardson was exactly what I predicted. He gave the Jags trouble. He was dynamic. And then a couple times he was awful. You know, he threw in a double coverage late and threw a pick. Uh, the Jags had trouble defending him. I said it's going to be the element of surprise. Jacksonville's a much better team and may beat him by 30 later in the year. But this was going to be a tough win. This was going to be tough. In fact, I picked the Colts to upset him. And for most of the day, I thought it was right. But Anthony Richardson, to me, was what we predicted. He, you just got to let him play. You're going to get two or three or four really bad moments. He only played one year of college. But that kid is a house. I mean, he is. Even when he scored the touchdown, he flings the ball. You're like, whoa, watch out. Gonna break a window, man. This guy is this guy is big. He's strong. He's fast. He's physical. He's gonna be totally fun to watch. Where Colin was wrong. I thought Baker Mayfield and the Bucks were gonna be a tank team. Now Baker was really ugly early. His first six drives, his passer rating was thirty nine. But I thought he finished very strong in the second half. His last six drives, his passer rating was almost one hundred twenty five. Um, it was also the only defensive coach against an offensive coach that won. So I thought I thought Tampa was going to be a wreck. They were going to be in the sweepstakes for Caleb Williams. But I've got to be honest, Baker. I've said this before. Baker's a franchise quarterback. He's not as good as he thinks, but he's a franchise quarterback. And I thought it was on display in the second half. They didn't have much of a running game, so you got to you got to give Baker credit. It's not like he had a great run support. Tampa hasn't been able to consistently run the football for like three years and baker won where colin was right mike tomlin's offense how long is he going to get with the offensive line how long is he going to keep this offensive coordinator kenny picker kenny pickett looked lost uh, they, their first four or five drives were pathetic how many years is he going to get to figure out how to use these guys and they've got weapons don't tell me pittsburgh doesn't have weapons these are loaded rosters san francisco and pittsburgh um, there were two young quarterbacks in that game. One looked completely, utterly over his head. Here was Mike Tomlin after. 
You can't start games, I think 0-5 on third down and think that you're going to have the type of day that you desire. you got to win the weighty downs. And it's just more than just a kind of a identifying that component, man. Um, it was a failure on our part in all areas. You know, we got to coach better. we got to play better. We got kicked in the teeth today um, in a lot of ways. Where Colin was wrong. Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback. I had said a little sloppy, unrefined, can't hit deep balls. Boy, he had three for five on deep balls. He threw the heck out of the football against Alabama. They beat him over the top. He's always, you know, he's a first-round quarterback talent. He was a five-star kid. I thought he played, I thought it was the biggest moment of his career. Last year, he beat the bad teams, struggled with the good teams. But, you know, the one takeaway I had in this game is that Texas has just as good athletes because Sark can recruit as Bama. Bama's quarterback is is not going to play on Sundays. Uh, Quinn Ewers will, but I I had always been reluctant. His inability to hit big plays downfield, I thought he was mostly excellent. I'm happy for Sark in Texas. J-Mac and I watched this together. It was a huge win for the Texas program. He was, I, I just thought the second half belonged to the Longhorns. Look at this throw, Quinn Ewers. He, they, that's been the weakness, the deep ball. He was money in big spots where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, and I was wrong on that. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Let's bring him on two-time Super Bowl champ. You see him on Speak after our show. Actually, a couple shows after oh, ours. LaShawn McCoy, Shady. What? Bring in the, bring in the. Oh, week one, baby. Come on now. <laughs> um, Eagles win. Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, it is interesting. We talked about this, that you've had a lot of coaches in your career and I coordinators. We all talk about head coaches. Yeah. But coordinators matter too. They do. So Steichen was great with a rookie, Justin Herbert. Yep. yep. Then he makes Jalen an MVP. Anthony Richardson had some moments yesterday. And my yes. takeaway was when I watched Philadelphia, they did look a little off without Shane. Yeah. Yep. Were you concerned? Well, no, I'm not concerned. Um, it's week one, right? We got the win. But when you don't – Jalen Hurts didn't play this, this um, preseason. Right. That matters. And I think that uh, – a little rusty. And I always go back to myself. You know, once I got to a certain part of my career, a lot of coaches, they didn't play me in the preseason games. Right, right. right? right. And, and I, I liked it because it's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reserving me for the real game. But when I got to the real game, I was rusty. It's something about – Getting hit. Getting hit. Or, or live bullets as far as you throwing the ball, guys on your face, for running back handoffs, guys grabbing the ball, t- high and tight, t- like all those small things you don't think about, it really matters. And I just think that I'm not worried about um, the Eagles' offense at all. I think Jalen Hurts, I went to the, uh, the practice, the scrimmage with him, them and the um, Colts. Had a good time to talk to him, and that was the first time really speaking to him, like a real conversation. His mentality as a leader, it's real. And, and the thing that he has, a lot of players don't have that. So he's going to get better. As you've seen his career, he's got better and better and better. He's a serious person. Oh, and he's 24. I couldn't even believe it. So I'll just say this to answer the question. I think the Eagles will be fine. Um, you know, once he gets the rust knocked off a little bit, gets a game or two, you know, Nick Sirianni talked about that. Like, he, if he had to do it all over again, right. he would play him. And I think every player should do that. I mean, because I struggle with that too. So I've said this, that um, is um, – for a quarterback, the NFL is calculus. Yeah. It's always easier if you have a great tutor. Right, right. Yes, that's true. And I feel like offensive coaches are like tutors to young quarterbacks. So Jordan Love has an offensive coach. 
run game, O-line. Yep. Stability franchise. Yeah. Justin Fields, who I think is much more talented. O-line stunk yesterday. Defensive coach. I don't know if Chase Claypool likes football. He didn't play very hard. But my takeaway was when I watched those two play, the difference was I felt like Jordan Love had much better support. I felt like Justin Fields uh, was out there trying to make plays. Yeah, I, and, and I, see what you, I see what you're saying about that, I, and I can see that take. Um, Jordan Love looked pretty good, and I think you, you're right. You hit it on the nail as far as having a supporting cast. Um, this simplified the offense for him. Small things like um, – slants, some screens to, to get him going. Yes. Then as he got going, they started – That screen play. Yes. Then they started throwing the ball, you know, down the field. The running game helped out. I mean, he got mm -hmm. some pretty good running backs. But I will say this. You know, it was a lot of talk about Justin Fields being this great athlete, which he is, yeah. and now being the quarterback of throwing the ball more this year. Yeah. He needed weapons. That was the thing last year. He needs weapons. He needs weapons. Yeah. And I was on the other side of it like, well, I think these wide receivers, these weapons, they need a quarterback. And when I really watched Justin Fields, I, I just don't see no – no real development. I don't see no 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 growth. That's what I it, I don't see it either. But but it looks the same as last year. Right. And and I, I had a big I was critical on him as as a thrower as a passer. I don't. You rarely see him go through all the reads. It's like one. He's not there. Okay. It's not. It's time to run. And the line. It's funny how. I guess it's been in the locker room. Like the line. If there's sacks. If if the ball's held for the quarterback too long, the linemen get the blame for that. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. So I think he has a lot more room for improvement. But he's still young. He is he's still a young quarterback. I just got to see it. I just got to see it. I, I didn't see it yet at all yeah. yesterday. And by the way, the Green Bay defense was disappointing last year. I think Justin Fields' passer rating, J-Mac, it was like 78. And I'm like, that's his career average, to your point. <laughs> I feel like I'm seeing the same guy. Like this. he's an unbelievable athlete. But Greg Olson said something during the broadcast. He said, as great a runner as you are, it has to be complimentary. It's your off-speed pitch. On, it come can't, on. Like Josh Allen early. Yes. Dude, running is the second pitch. Yep. Throwing is your first. Absolutely right. I, I, and it's, it's a thing of, in every position, you have to have that. To keep it balanced enough, right? I was more of a shifty guy. Guys can't really hit me. But if you would look at the broke tackles, I'm up there with the elites. I break tackles differently. And it can't just all be... You know, scat stuff, cat, catch, and runner. No, right. sometimes you got to put it in there sometimes. Right. And I, I, and I look at Fields, yeah, I, I see the talent. Um, with the offense like him or the guy, a quarterback like him in the offense, you can do so many different things. Right. Because the defense has to respect his ability to run. But like you just talked about, man, you, you got to throw it sometimes. If not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the same results you just seen yesterday. So um, I'm watching Miami against the Chargers. And that was, was a good one. That was a great game. That was a good one. There was a play in that game. It looked like CFL football. I thought the motion was illegal. Right, right, okay. And I'm like, no, he was going forward. Miami, when I watch their game, I can see the coaching. It, it's, first of all, obviously, Waddle and Tyreek are crazy. But I feel like it's a prime example. Offensive coach, don't have a great O-line, yep. don't run it consistently. Tua looks so comfortable. Comfortable. And, and that's the new thing. It's funny how, like, in football, there's all these different eras, right? There was an era where you could have, like, a super crazy great defense, okay passing game, and, and a good running game. And you can win Super Bowls. If you look at the last Super Bowls, it's been offensive coaches, like you talked about, and quarterbacks, right? When I, when I watched the Dolphins, even from that coaching tree, right? McDaniels in that whole coaching tree. Yeah. He's crafty. Like, like the small things, right? Look at the way they, they, the players, they got the pieces around them. All speed. They was trying to get more speed with Dalvin Cook. Right. 
and, and and the speed goes so well with the way he wants to coach, all that emotion you talked about. Them dudes is talented, bro. They talented, man. And well, you could just see it. Yeah, San Francisco and, and Miami run essentially a lot of the same offense. Yes, they do. Where Brock Purdy and Tua, yeah. and this is not a knock on them. They're distributors. They're distributors. Now, I think exactly. Tua is more talented yeah. than Brock Purdy. Well, he's a lot quicker also. You okay, know. so let me ask you about the, the Pittsburgh game because uh, not only did I like Pittsburgh to win, but it's just – I did too. It's very rare when you see a Mike Tomlin team emotionless. Yeah. Like, first five drives, you're like, guys, this is not a preseason game. Wake up. Um, what was that? Have you ever been in the game, and it feels like a big game, and you come out of the tunnel, and it is just, there is no juice. Yeah, I mean, very rarely that happens, especially with them type of coaches. Mike Tomlin, he's always has his guys prepared. Oh, he's I love a coach. And they have some leadership. They have a lot of leadership over there. But I am surprised of how that game went, because like you said, I picked the Steelers to win that game. I, I truly did, but when you watched it, man, they, they got beat everywhere. I'm not used to seeing the, the, the Pittsburgh. You know, I'm with the school in Pittsburgh, yeah. so I've seen it, the, the glory days, right? And I, and none of it, no no good moments, no 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 guys excited, none of that. None of that Stiller football. And like I said, I picked them to win um, on defense. I didn't see it. On offense, I surely didn't see it. Kenny Pickett, they, they, you know, they're going to they're gonna kill him, um, you know, the way he played, but he didn't have a lot of time. They were in his face. Immediately, yeah. you know, they didn't run the ball well. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Najee Harris. He didn't play a lot, um, but they got a lot. They got a lot to fix over there. I thought this year the Steelers would would fight for that division, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know now. I mean, I, that was surprising. Shady uh, McCoy joining us. You made a really good point during the commercial break, and I want to. I didn't notice this, but you were talking about how impressed you were with Brock Purdy as Oof. a second year player on the road Steelers defense, and so much of the time a coaching staff will tell you what they think about a quarterback by the plays they call I'm on now. so give me your impression your impression of brock purdy and then and then as you did pivot to dak prescott in your interpretation sure. so okay first we're going to get stillers on the road right always known for a good defense and brock Purdy, i was nervous this year with him because he didn't have a full all season with the injury to really develop himself train you know get better but watching him sunday boy He's one of my favorites. I mean, it's something about him. Like he, there's nothing he does, like, great. But he does everything so good. It's instance. I remember um, Trent Williams, the, the tackle. Great left I was talking to him about him, and I was like, what's, what's up with Brock? You know, what's, he said, listen, even before he was the starter, he's had his swagger about him, like, like, yeah, like I'm the guy. And you can see it. it when, when plays break down, it's still his ability to, to get out of it, escape oh, he, it. He can move. He can move. He can throw it. He's accurate. And then I look at, like, how the game plan for him was – now, he's his second year. He's the last pick Pretty in the draft. Pretty aggressive. The playbook was aggressive. I'm, I'm used to a franchise quarterback getting that type of offense. You're going to throw the ball deep. You're going to throw screens. You're going to throw the mid. You're going to throw deep, outside, everywhere. And then you look at a game like the Cowboys versus the Giants, even though it was a blowout. If you really watch that game and, and the game plan, that was – for a franchise quarterback, that was such a conservative – safe game plan for Dak. I mean, they, we ran, they ran the ball a lot. All short passes, screens. It was, it was nothing that – I guess he had the picks last year, so I understand that. But yeah. I, I think a guy with that, with that paycheck, with that experience, right, that he would open the playbook up for him. That didn't really have to as much because the game got out of, out of line early. But just watching the different game plans from the Cowboys quarterback – 
to the to the Niners. They well, let Brock do and, his whole thing. And the Steelers have led the league in sacks multiple times, and yet it's like, no, we're dropping you deep in the pocket. We're dropping you deep. <laughs> okay, so it, it's another point. I watched Denver's offensive okay. play calling with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Way conservative. Yeah. Now, Jerry yeah. Judy's not there. Yeah. But I wonder, you know what? It's funny, Shady. Sean Payton and Russell have opposite personalities. Yes, they do. And so that's fine if you win. Right. But in the end, Brady and Belichick, opposite personalities, they won. First game of the year last. Right. It works. But Sean is critical and urgent and passionate and can be loud. And Russell is sort of polished and optimistic. And I watched that game plan. It's like they didn't trust Russ. It was all underneath stuff. Yeah, I see. I noticed that too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I... And Sean's honest. That's one I love about him. He's always honest with all the players. They all said it about um, Sean. But, yeah, like you talked about, man, it, it was real conservative also. You know, they threw underneath stuff, ran the ball. And, I, I, you know what, I'm not surprised because he had a tough year last year. He had a real bad, bad year last year. Um, maybe it's something that maybe they're working to get better at, right? And maybe as the year goes on, he gets more and more of the game plan. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I'm not really super big on the um, the skill positions for the Broncos. Yeah, I mean Judy would give them a dynamic. Right. Cortland Sutton's a talented guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Judy will give them a bit of a pop. Their tight ends are okay. I think one of them's good but young. Um, I, I just I, I, I'm like you. I watch what a coach is saying about what he believes in. Right. You were talking about this earlier, J Mac. Desmond Ritter, Atlanta mm. is Arthur uh, uh, Smith telling you. I'm not sure what we have. And I, I kind of feel with Brock Purdy, to your point, they kind of, uh, against the Steelers, knowing yeah. you're on the road, you're going to have trouble audibling, it's loud, drop back, here's the whole playbook. Right. right. That's a coach saying, right. I totally, and him. he didn't play much in preseason because of the elbow surgery. That's right, that's right. Okay, so tonight is um, uh, Jets in, in New York, yeah. it's it's Jets and the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love about sports like Rams, Seahawks, I have no idea what I'm getting in these games. I couldn't believe that game. Could not believe it. So tonight, people have asked me about this. What what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen Aaron in anything but a Packer jersey. Mm. I don't know what tonight's going to look like. The O-line worries me. What do you think we see? That's a good one, man. Um, Like you talked about, I I don't know either. I mean, I think the Bills, I favor the Bills a little bit just because of They've been playing together. Yes. Good coach, right? Same dudes for four Same years. Same dudes. Now, I, we talked about the line for the Jets. Now, Vaughn's not playing. That's a huge and, break. And one thing I, I noticed last year in the playoffs against the, the Bills versus the Bengals, there was no pass rush like that. It wasn't a pass rush like that. So now, looking at this game with the Jets, they're at home. They'll be comfortable. They're going to run the ball well with two good running backs. Some solid wide receivers. My thing is, if Aaron gets going early with no pass rush, might be a long game. J-Mac, tell me what – no, I'm interested because he dives a mile deep because he's a Jets guy. Yeah. What, what is the <laughs> – like, what are the betters, the sharps? Where's the momentum on this pick? Jets. I, so that's what I feel like. Yeah. It was Buffalo yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. And then it, why has it shifted to the Jets? Well, I, I think the Von Miller thing that Shady brought up, that that's matters. a big factor. That's People big may factor. not want to admit it. Like, Von Miller and company last year in the season opener wrecked Stafford. I think they had nine sacks. If the Jets O-line holds up, we'll see the, uh, if Beckton and, and uh, Dwayne Brown are going to play. Brown, yeah. Jets should be okay. And let's remember last year, 
What did Sauce Gardner do to Stephon Diggs in those two meetings? No, he's good. Totally locked Well, you saw, yeah. you saw yesterday Patrick Sertan. There's about three great shutdown yeah. corners. And they big now. Now they're like, they, they're all big now. Yeah. They're athletic. Uh, hey, did you ever play with Diggs? No. No, no. Because some of this stuff coming out of Buffalo, Colin, you've talked about it, is like, Let me if ask he's you this. not getting the ball, like, is he going to get upset tonight? I- so we, we've been asking this. I said we wide receiver. <laughs> wide receivers are very. You want to say it? Yeah. No, I mean, you can't even hit him anymore. Yeah. You have to be somewhat humble. You're the last guy in the world I can hit. Right. You're a running back. I can hit you high, low. Right, right. You can't hit receivers. Nah. Now they all want to go over the middle. Yeah, that's true. So let me ask you one final question. Did you ever go back to every opening day in the NFL for you? Because okay. I don't want to overreact to it. But 40 nothing's bad. Did you ever, were you ever on a team that got crushed game one, but ended up being a really good team? I mean, I've never been in a situation like that. That was that was more of that was bad. I mean, they whooped them the whole time on every phase, offense, defense, and special teams. So I've never been part of nothing like that. What should I take out of week one? From the Giants. Well, and just as a whole, if you're if you're a <sighs> fan of a team like the Steelers and you get Seattle and you get rolled at yeah. home, is it what big how big of a deal? I mean, I would be concerned. I would be concerned. Like, like the take for the Chiefs. Chiefs had both of their out of their best three players, two of them didn't play, right? Right, right, right. And they barely lost. That's nothing to be concerned about, yeah. right? Got some drops. Kadarius Tony, I don't he won't have a game like that ever, ever again. Because right. he's a hell of a player. Yeah. But when you got all your guys, all your pieces at home and you get smoked, it's like, where's the confidence? Where's that come at? As a coach, what do you say to your team after the game? I, and Brian Dayball is a hell of a coach. I played with him in Buffalo. Smart guy. Players love him. I love him. But it's like, what answer do I have for you guys? Daniel Jones, they gave this guy $160 million, and, and he went back to the old Daniel Jones that we knew before he got paid. Did you see him? Did you see him? So I was like, what do you do? What do you do? What is your message? What, 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 what would be a message after a 40 nothing loss at home? To be honest, as a player, there's nothing you can say to us, coach. We need to go watch this tape. We got whooped on. We got beat on at home. Do you, what, do you break that tape down today? Oh, you got to. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to. That's with, with the coaches and the players. It's like, how did this game get out of reach so fast? You, you, that would answer you got to solve. If not, every game would be like that. You got to you take care of that. So Seattle surprised you, too? Listen, if no I told you, Cooper Cup, and they had almost 400. They had 350 yards passing. Man, listen. Rookies, 2-2 Atwell. <laughs> was, Aaron Donald is one of my, my good, good friends. Uh, this is probably like maybe like. In camp, I'm saying, hey, what's going on? I'm coming to the camp. You know, what's up? How's your team? How's, how's everything going? You know what he said? We're, we're a young group. We're a young group, right? We're, we're, we're good, but we're young, which we can see that. Yeah. But as a player, when they say this, like, okay, they're young. It's like, you're young. Spoon and watch the game. They were rolling. You get what I'm saying? Geno Smith, they had, do you know Seattle had one first down in the second half? On. I mean, come on. Right. Hi, let's talk about pro plan sport. Pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.